1: Hello and welcome to the four hundred twenty-third episode of the Slow Ride podcast. This is. You want to take that one again? Not having a stroke in Orlando,
2: Florida. I swear.
0: Okay, let's just roll with it then. This is yeah.
2: Matt in Minneapolis,
0: and this is Spencer in Holyoke, Massachusetts. Where I thought I was going to be the one apologizing for bad sound quality, potentially. Today, with two foster cats in the office tonight. Yeah. Um, but it's Tim stumbling out of the gates. Like, uh, yeah, it's, like
1: it. it's all like hey, he let all it all ride
0: right at the Kentucky Derby on the favorite. Um, if just anyone to, would
1: like to further complain about the Slow Ride podcast, please email us at the little guy at gmail.com.
2: <laughs> yeah, do it. Send him over. Send him over. You know, we're a little, du- so, we're a little rusty, dusty over here. It's been a while. You guys
1: did a fantastic. Fantastic job last week while I was uh-huh. not here. Um, there is uh, so many things to talk about. Um, there's a little bit uh, too much talk about bodily functions and the too much? Uh, ability for teams to monitor individual um, streams yes. mm-hmm. of information yes. on mm-hmm. team buses yeah. mm-hmm. and how they can uh, rig it to know who's on what. Um, ketone I... monitoring, next level.
2: Hey, Keto mm-hmm. money, it's important. I mean, you you were the one who told me that uh, the all the articles out of Bicycling last year about about ways that people go, some of the biggest numbers, because it's what the people want to know and submit. Uh, people want to know what the riders are using. So, <laughs> Wow,
1: well, that was a cool story that we're going to bring back up later <laughs> in the podcast. We've got a, a listener email on it. Okay. The, by far the biggest story was the one that Spencer broke about Trek bringing back the climb name badge mm-hmm. on uh, the Trek Instagram page. Mm-hmm. Very, very, this, this is high-quality sleuthing. I did not know about this, and I instantly went to the Instagram page while I was listening to the podcast, and it was right there. plain is in plain sight. Now, some may argue it was Lisa Klein's bike, but we know the truth that it was not, that it was all a ploy, that they've mm-hmm. signed Lisa Klein, not just for her amazing cycling skills and top-level top, top level, world tour um, ability. It's that they can hide the fact that Klein is coming back and we are all going to be much, um, much the richer for its return.
0: Yeah. I mean, there's no other explanation. I, I don't think. <laughs> well,
1: yeah, no, probably not. But anyways, not it was fantastic. It makes sense they, anyway, yeah. Thank you for bringing that uh, to my attention.
0: Oh, well, Thanks to the listeners for bringing that to my attention because, uh, uh, we certainly aren't that astute. Um, so, you know, I will give credit where credit is due. The listenership proving yet again to be more attuned in and knowledgeable about cycling than us. We are just the mouthpieces.
2: That's
1: true. So it was a, um, I guess we could say eventful psychocross weekend because you had Matthew Vanderpool winning the World cup today. And then you had uh Wout Van Art winning uh Flandrian cross mm-hmm. yesterday. Mm-hmm. Um and you know, my my pick for world champion um is neither of those actually. It's actually gonna be Lawrence Sweek because I am a bold. I'm a homer for Cyclocross. I, I like the full time <laughs> racers.
2: Really? So Okay. All right. Wow. All right, that's your pick. I think yeah. so. Yeah, I think the smart I apologize money apologize
1: to Lawrence Sweek in advance already.
2: Yeah. Um I think the smart money is obviously Vanderpoler. Wow, but I want to go with Venturini looking really good at the French World Cup today. Almost got on the podium, and you could see he was gutted he didn't, but he, he laid it out there, got fourth. Huge result. Coming always comes good for, for worlds. So I'm gonna say uh, a freak accident and Venturini wins worlds. Really? Yeah. I think some of the what was the worlds where the uh, is that the the page one where the like foam blocker well, thingies page like never won
1: up. worlds he got no, second. no the
2: the time he got second was the one where like the <laughs> the big foam <laughs> things yeah. floated in the course and took out Sven and Bard or something yeah same sort of
1: thing we'll so, have
0: to check the tape see if you're right on that The World um, Cup I, the
1: French World Cup but Wow wasn't there.
0: No. I'm I'm at a loss because I just typed in to chat GPT who's going to win World Championships 2023 in cyclocross, and it says I'm sorry I cannot predict the outcome of future sporting events, which just puts me at a loss. So mm-hmm. I'm gonna I'm gonna throw all my eggs in the Wout basket, I guess. It's good because there's I'm no other way. i Wout is the the money favorite right now.
2: Yeah, yeah, but I I really enjoyed that Wout and Vanderpol did different races this weekend and then both completely crushed it just to keep Mm -hmm. us on our toes. Right. Like if they'd raced against each other, we'd have more clear info about what's happening, but we've had them being so close early in the year while getting the edge. And now we've got this, like them running parallel and just crushing. And then it's, it really, I think it keeps the suspense nice and high.
0: It's pretty crazy that we're
2: having, uh,
1: well, I was gonna say, do do you like how the Dutch women's national team just like did like a, sl- a, a line down the middle, like you half go here and then you half go to the World's Cup, mm-hmm. for the Dutch sweep in both races featuring S- six different world class racers?
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, <laughs> they have unbelievable, <laughs> unbelievable strength. Like the Dutch women are just, just, uh, on a completely different level from everyone else right now. So. I I was thinking, is this, this there's been a really good cross year, but it's also pretty crazy how we're going into worlds and we have almost completely new casts of characters from who we're betting on last year. Like going on in the men's side last year, Toon was looking really good. Pidcock was obviously good. Um, We didn't have Vanderpool. We didn't have Wout. It was like a totally different race. Venturini wasn't even, I didn't even probably say his name. It's just like, We've we've got a total fl- <laughs> a flipping, you know, like w- for various reasons, like one a doping positive and Pidcock's not doing it, and Wout and Vanderpol are back, but it's very different than it was 12 months mm-hmm. ago, and it's mm-hmm. uh, it's it's crazy. Not, I'm not saying better or worse, but it has been the greatest cyclocross season of all time in the history yeah. of the world. But I'm not saying better or worse.
0: Well, no, so, what's what's most challenging is that. It is subjective to determine who is the better cycle cross racer between Wout Van Aert and Matthew Van Der Poel, as it can depend on various factors such as their current form and conditions on the day of the race and yeah. these specific demands uh, of the of the race course. I mean, both Van Aert and Van Der Poel are highly successful and accomplished racers in their sport.
2: Oh, that sounds like the
0: most that's, natural
2: thing you've ever said.
0: That's pretty much my opinion.
2: Pretty much, yeah.
1: <laughs> wow. They're very, very, very impressive. Man. I do like that Spencer's the only one that made a realistic pick for who is going to win Worlds, so he can mm-hmm. lord it over us in about a week and a half when uh, we record the next episode of the oh, podcast. But... and he's like, I told you, World. I told you, Lawrence Week inventory. We're g- <laughs> not even going to be in the top
0: ten. Uh, I won't even be in the conversation now. <laughs> oh, but it's you true. Um...
2: You got to shoot for the sun, Timmy, and I'm glad we're both doing it because if one of our guys wins, I mean, that's 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 going to go a long so, ways. <laughs>
0: It's it's a wout. You guys have forgotten the glory days, before Wout and Matthew were road racers, Mm -hmm. and every season it was like, who's going to win, Wout or Matthew? And it was almost always Matthew until you got to Worlds. (laughs) Yeah, and which, not exactly nine out of ten, but you know what I mean. Essentially, nine out of ten times, Wout had it in the bag for Worlds. He just has Matthew's card. Most of the time in worlds, um, the exception of I think two times.
2: But for for a guy that chokes at worlds, he sure has a lot of worlds world championships.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> it's not a a cut and dry no. um, situation here. But on an equal day, both of them at their best, I'm gonna pick Wout over Matthew pretty much every time, unless the course the is really. Uh, really something that Wout doesn't like for some reason. But. Well, I'll the, admit uh, to having zero
2: side. knowledge of the course, so uh, that will probably play into this, and my pick could be very wrong because of that.
3: Well, more than likely it is yeah. very wrong. But let's talk know. about
1: the uh, women's elite race. Yes. So I think right now you've got Fem Van Ampel, Puck Pateris, and then yep. probably Sharon Van Enroy, the uh Slow Ride Podcast favorite.
3: Yeah. And that's who um, I and think we're all pond, voting
1: for. That's mm-hmm. probably the the podium is gonna be a mixture of those three, perhaps, but let's not um sleep on uh, you know, uh Alvarado mm-hmm. and the the rest of the Dutch women. <laughs> the rest uh, of the uh, Dutch team. women. Uh,
2: let's just say it's gonna be Dutch and that's crazy Henry too. Wirth, because Voss won't be there. We don't have the defending champ there. And Ugh. we're still and still the the Netherlands is just like, yeah we got this no big deal. we're just not gonna bring the greatest cyclists of all time yeah but we're still gonna we're still gonna price the podium so
0: I'm really on the fence with my pick for women's worlds because voss isn't there um, because as of my knowledge cut off in 2021 the premier <laughs> Dutch female cycle cross racer is Mariana Voss um, and she's highly successful and decorated racer with multiple world championships, European championships, and World Cup wins to her name. So, you know, if you're not going to pick her, I don't even know who you're going to pick. Um, so that leaves me kind of uh, up up the creek here a little bit. Um, so I'll probably put my money on Slow Ride Podcast, 16th place jersey winner, Sheeran.
2: Wow. That's
0: so, so natural.
1: I know I took the week off, but I don't know if you guys replaced Spencer with uh, the A.I., chatbot, no. but um, there's, there's rationale. There's a rationality coming off of the, uh, the screen there. Um, wow, Spencer, well said, uh, probably the most in-depth cycling analysis that's ever <laughs> happened on this Slow Ride podcast. Uh-huh. Uh, uh-huh. it's good to see. So yeah, l- next week they are in Hoogerhide Netherlands, little guy. I don't know much about the course you said you didn't so we'll have to wait to see like kind of the the full recap um and then also follow along with Bill and the gang over at Cyclocross Radio.
0: Yeah, well that's where you get your real cyclocross news and uh they'll have all the info about the um junior races and the U23s as well, which I know are also going to be uh hard fought and another some uh some Americans in the mix in a few of those races as well, so Head over to Cyclocross Radio to get the get the um, down and dirty if cyclocross is your thing.
1: Let's keep with cyclocross in the news. I don't want to give too much attention to it, but the um the amazing gymnastics that we saw on Twitter this week by um banned and retired cyclocross racer and former Slow Ride podcast favorite rider uh, Katie Compton. Um, on Twitter stepping into the um <clears throat> the performative debate that is uh, um trans uh, rights and in, in sport.
2: Oh really? Mm-hmm. I did not know this. This is this this is what this I saw this on the agenda and I had no idea what this was about. But well, wow. All right.
1: Uh, not really too much I I guess I don't really want to give much credence to it, but to me it's just it's the classic so, you know, there's a, there's an what advantage. happened
0: is is there's a uh, an article, I think a pair of articles uh in Cyclists or not Cyclist, mm-hmm. Cycling Weekly, yeah, some yeah. European magazine. Um, I saw that uh re- referring to a scientific paper that just came out and kind of breaking it down on what it means for you know, bike racing, cyclocross. cross um, Katie made a reply to the author of that article. Saying you know just some garbage about it's just science like yada 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 and I'm like the tweet you're replying to literally linked to an 86 page scientific paper Katie yeah what are you talking like if you want the science just read the paper like the like the author of the article asked you to do before replying and it's just it's an embarrassing thing Uh, I I don't. It's an embarrassing thing. It's unbelievable. <laughs> uh it's unfortunate. Um and yeah. it's uh, just uh, I mean go read the go read the article, go read the scientific paper if you want details on things and and uh get some facts. Uh and that's that's about it. That's coming from somebody that's cut Katie Compton a sponsorship check from this very network yeah. is extremely disappointing.
2: Yeah, that's a bummer. Well, and Man, retired pros. TED Talk. retired pros, retired pros.
1: <laughs> it's not that hard. Go read the article. Um, yeah, it was, it was just disappointing. I, I was kind of frustrated to see that. Um, let's go into uh, lighter news. Um, well, depending on how, I mean, I guess we can spin this. I want to stay positive. Uh, mountain biking is about to get a little bit more exciting because Peter Sagan is hanging up on the road to come over to mountain bike to make it to the 2024 Olympics in Paris, France. This is his last season on the road. Um, I think that here on the Slow Ride Podcast, we've been around for almost his entire career. Um, We can never forget the running man celebration when he was on liquid gas Cannondale when we first started the pod. And through his uh, tumultuous young years making um, adolescent and rookie um, ridiculous mistakes in treatment of podium attendance. And other areas. Um, but he kind of captured the zeitgeist of Cyclists. And I've, I've become a fan of Peter Sagan. I know that I've... You know, there's times when you're just like, ah Sagan. But when he came out with the Grease video for his, um, his marriage announcement a few years back, mm-hmm. and it was like a shot-for-shot shot remake, and he was John Travolta, and his wife-to-be was, um, I don't know, Susan Sarandon or whoever the... Uh,
2: Susan Sarandon i was just let that Star one fly for
1: you. you just gonna let that one fly? alright yeah. cool um, anyways Peter Sagan I hope he goes out with a bang and I hope he gets some stage wins or some kind of world tour wins here and uh,
2: uh, congratulations to him yeah I would I'm, like to see that too But
0: I'm excited to see him not on the road because I think he has been phoning it in for a few years Oh, totally. um, definitely
1: going through the motions totally
0: and I think Do you th- that when we saw him on a mountain bike before Brazil, uh, the Olympics, um, we saw him racing like Tuesday night mountain bike races in Utah and stuff like, and seeing the move he made off the start line uh, in Rio uh, before he flatted was incredible. Like, I think yeah. he really enjoys that. I think he really has fun and yes. a fun. Peter Sagan is is what the sport needs uh, in any discipline. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I'm willing to overlook uh, I, uh, some of his more recent, uh, like, COVID-denying <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> uh, weirdness, but... Uh, oh, I forgot you know, about that. He, yeah. yeah, but he's... I
1: don't know. I'm he's, excited he's, for him to go mountain biking.
2: But if we think nah. of, tw- like, 2014 through 2017, nah. 2018 Sagan, I feel like toward the end of his dominance, he got a little bit grumpy that he didn't want to do he was so mad that everyone just followed his wheel which i guess makes sense yeah. but but he was oh, he was relate. tons of fun oh, okay. like when he was when he was i mean i, I will never forget the interview with sep van mark after what like oom um, loop or whatever where he asked sep why he didn't attack and sep was like because <laughs> we agreed not to and he was like oh come on dude like come on you got to <laughs> attack me you know i'm gonna smoke you in the sprint and it's just i liked it's he was so much fun and when he was having fun and it's i mean unfortunately it seems like since he got divorced like right as he started getting divorced like he seems like he hasn't been having any fun and yeah and he's a writer who definitely did not benefit from a break during covid like some writers hit the trainer and got stronger and he seemed like he was just like this is boring i don't want to do this anymore i think yeah yeah you definitely
1: said it right he started phoning it in um, I hope Total Energies is okay with him uh, for going next year on his contract and going into the mountain bike side of things. But let us not forget the wonderful two years that he was with um, Olog Tinkoff of Tinko Saxo uh, fame and just the just nonstop just bitterness that uh, Tinkoff delivered to uh, Sagan And then he uh, came back, and he continued to show that he was uh, more than able to win um, green jerseys and and do quite well. So um, again, uh, congratulations to Peter Sagan for a wonderful career, and let's go out with a bang uh, this season on the road.
2: Yeah, I if we Um, get a full strength Sagan, we get like magically we get like twenty seventeen Sagan just for one day, and we get Vanderpol and Wout. Maybe tossing a little Alef Philippe just to get Tim's blood pressure yeah. going. Okay. Oh.
0: okay. Don't don't get so people hyped up over this. It's that is a pipe dream beyond uh, picking Venture, Venturini and for Cyclocross Worlds. Like that is.
2: Eddie Merckx less comes likely. back.
0: Uh huh.
2: Like a like a time traveling Eddie Merckx, peak Eddie Merckx shows up too. Uh huh. And Lamont Peak so, Lamond time travels in too.
0: Well, then the game's over. Lamont's gonna crush all of them.
2: Oh, come on. All right.
1: Peak Peter Sagan or peak Mark Cavendish. You can only choose one
0: on
2: your team. Who do you take? <laughs> peak Peter Sagan.
0: Peak Peter Sagan.
2: Which is just huh. fun to say. I mean, Peak Peter reti- Sagan. R-
0: retired and uh, uncaring Peter Sagan is still better than, <laughs> than Mark Cavendish currently yeah. this year.
2: Like, He's a second-place machine, Peter Sagan. If you just want UCI yeah. points, you go with that. You, Peter Sagan just hovered. Hoovers him up even when he's not really yeah. doesn't even really care that much. So,
1: Three time world champion Peter Sagan and that win hmm. that he had in Richmond, Virginia, and the collective excitement on Libby Hill. Oh my the god! The camera panned to the back and they saw and you saw the break that he had and the gap that he had going up the uh, final climb at Richmond to take the win.
0: Uh, the, back when you could descend on, on the time, time Hill, two. top two.
1: Yeah, to the pill. To to the person, everyone was uh, going nuts uh, when he took the win. So, anyways, uh, moving uh, on. Let's. Uh, I mean, why, why we're talking road? Let's get right into it. You guys talking a couple weeks ago when I wasn't here about my curse, mm-hmm. but I don't know if you guys uh, logged into the old uh, Argentina race and saw that Miguel Angel Lopez took the win. Yes, in the GC. I did. You're welcome.
2: No, it's a good ride, and it would be an even more impressive ride if it wasn't probably the only ride he'll have this year that we hear anything about, unfortunately, because he's yeah <laughs> he, he he he's gone race... on Higuita, and that's that's it, that's his season, right?
1: Whenever one of these, whenever this race happens, I always do like look through the results to see if like Mansebo is still racing, see yeah. if there's like a new Botero, and then of course if uh, uh, Rujano Um, is going to show up uh, somewhere deep in the the results. I'm disappointed that that not here, but uh, congratulations to uh, Superman for taking the win um, for Team Medellin.
0: I mean, has San Juan become the new... Like, we give the Australian races a lot of stick for uh, being preseason, but uh, at least all the hitters show up to those races. San Juan...
2: What are you talking about? The top three is Lopez, Ghana, and Higita.
0: Those and was hitters. anyone else there? Yeah, probably. <laughs> probably. Yeah, I don't think so. I think like uh, anyone else. Uh, Remco, was
2: in some guy named Remco got seventh on GC.
0: He's on vacation.
2: Yeah, yeah. I know. I agree. A lot of them are on vacation. But yes, there's some, there's some decent, decent riders there. I mean, it's, it's definitely still preseason. I mean, one writer who couldn't be there for preseason and will have no season is Tim's boy Nairo Quintana did not announce his retirement Oof. this week. Oof, Fighting on, Timmy. Timmy, have you uh, sent any any advice over to Nairo? Any, uh, any, you got any words for him? I know...
1: It, it was mostly just an apology. Actually. Okay.
2: I was like, sorry,
1: sorry, I've been your biggest fan and have cursed you since day one. Um,
2: I feel bad but, in a way, but you know i mean you did uh
1: there was some racing also happening over in i mean it's starting to it's starting to heat Road up warm up here. right you got yeah, australia it's it's tough starting. to deny and then you've got uh, nelson uh Pallas taking the win in marseille
2: yeah that's awesome somehow you guys ef has won i think 3 races this year already what whoa <laughs> they won the first stage of tdu Paulus just won, and then I forget somebody else won one of the other Challenge Mallorca races for them the other day. Um, what? EF's won three races? Usually that's wild. Usually that that takes like four or five months, and then we start getting worried they're going to get relegated or something. But and uh, looking good,
0: and you've got uh, American Nelson Paulus winning a race in Europe, which is huge. Like, first big win of the year for Americans. You know, first
2: American uh, win for sure, as far as I know. First as far as first I important know. one.
0: <laughs> I mean, Europe's where all the where all the real racing is, uh not not any preseason vacation races. Oh.
1: Exactly. and the the, the 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 heat is uh the way the way we've just transferred it from uh Australia to Argentina is uh is is pretty pretty impressive. It's, like, I,
0: it's, it's no I've, bearing on the racing quality of Argentinians or, uh, South America, Latin America, any other racing scene, just, just the, uh, European based cyclists that go there. That's all Another, uh, yeah. I'm
1: trying to think if there's any other, uh, road racing news coming up for, um, before we get into, uh, okay, we, we got to have the honest conversation. We're done with trying to sell the Michael Matthews as being our correspondent right we need a new correspondent we've agreed
0: it was a contract year last year and um, honestly he won, I, I,
1: won the stage so we got priced out
0: clearly his focus is not on this podcast um, which is disappointing mm-hmm. um, you know I feel like we've offered him every opportunity uh, to really excel um, you know we've uh, done all that he's asked of us um, yeah, any demand like, that he has made of this podcast, we have met, um, and uh, yeah. So uh, I think the contract, you know, year, um, you know, while he had some big results, it was uh, in the best interest of this pod to uh, find a replacement. And uh, you know, in this market, it's going to be tough, uh, but I believe in us. I do think you got, we're going to find someone. Do you think
2: should we take applications? I've got an audio application.
1: Yeah, let's take, no, a, let's really? take some applications. Let's open it up. Yeah, yeah. All right. <laughs> so I'll just, I don't
2: know. I don't know who this is from. Let me just see.
3: Hello, Tim, little guy, and Spencer. This is me once again, Simon Geschke. Um Your name sounds familiar, and uh, <laughs> I also heard that you are looking for a new correspondent for the Slow Ride podcast. And you know as good as I do, uh, no one deserves it more than me. Uh, I'm the vice king of the Polka Dots. Uh, I rock the guitar. Uh-huh. Oh, oh wow. And uh, yeah. yeah, what more can I say? I train harder on Sundays than Michael Matthews. Um, no better cyclist <laughs> with a beard, that's sure. <laughs> and yeah, I just hope you make up your minds and uh, you ping me. Have a great day. Ciao. I love that.
2: Oh, that's okay. so good. good. That's hmm. solid.
0: This is a strong resume.
2: Very strong resume. <laughs> Trains harder sometimes. Uh-huh. He thinks we sound familiar. Huh? Sweet riff. I mean, Sweet these riff. are all. These are all He's
0: our shredded. requirements. He's shredded on he air. He also for has us. the
1: beard, and this yeah. is like the third time that uh, Simon Gieska has uh, reached out to us. Mm-hmm. Um, also, a Tour de France stage winner.
2: That's pretty yeah. good. Yeah. And polka yeah, like he said, King. polka so, dot, polka dot second where where mm-hmm. yeah
0: i mean clearly the best beard in the peloton the only beard that matters i would say
2: yeah Although the rest Jeffrey's of them are just scraggly Su- and pathetic
1: Supa did that is true did just get a pretty sweet win but yes uh Geshka. i, I think geshka has got it we we do need to coordinate getting uh uh on the, um, the team now i will say that they're uh they're there could be some crossover here with a friend of the podcast, Mitch Docker. And, um, you
0: know, can, uh, can I quickly also say about the resume that sure. I, I do very much appreciate the Michael Matthews slander as well. Oh, that was, yeah. Like, just like, Hey, throwing well, the previous guy yeah, under yeah. the bus is, is a plus slow ride podcast material.
1: Yeah. It's that's, that's top thing. level material. <laughs> um, Mitch Docker, play and play, uh, yeah. 3 years together at uh Skills Shimano. Um,
0: That's true. One of yeah. the
1: best uh, uh teams. I loved that kit, by the way. Best um, kit so
0: yeah. Out there. Yeah.
1: We should uh we should uh we should coordinate with uh Simon and get him on the the podcast maybe for episode 400.
0: Tim, uh, give <laughs> yes. it. Give it a once over. Let me see how it sounds on the pod. Uh give it a dry run.
1: Oof. Okay, hopefully he's not listening yet. All right, guys. Um, with that, let's uh, head over to our correspondent in the middle of the professional peloton. Of course, I'm talking about 2015 Tour de France stage winner and 2022 second place KOM jersey wearer Simon Geshka of Kofidis.
2: Hi, I'm Peter again and I'm listening to Slow Ride podcast.
1: All right, guys. Here we are in this week's pre Wrap. We'd like to uh, thank all the listeners and supporters of the Wide Angle Podium Network. Head over to Wide Angle Podium to find out more about cycling and the fantastic um, actual news coverage that happens in Criterium Nation, Cyclocross Radio, and Grodio. Um, you come to us for... I don't know why, but I, <laughs> we appreciate it. We're not the, uh, the most... Uh, knowledgeable but man we have a lot of fun talking about bikes and we've been doing it for a while we'd like to thank all of those supporters that have helped us out along the way
0: yeah there there is a a a big community around the wide angle podium and around the shows on the network that we uh, greatly appreciate every single day and keeps us motivated to keep making this show um so thank thank you uh anybody that is a supporter thank you anybody that has been in the past uh uh, or at least tells, uh, friends about the pod and gets, uh, gets more people in on the conversation. Cause I think, uh, the more of you that are there, the more of your friends that you tell about it, the less I have to explain the inside jokes on this podcast to more people. Um, so that would be greatly beneficial to me.
2: <laughs> Help Spencer out.
0: <laughs> I, I haven't made a wiki yet and nobody else has volunteered to do it. And or I don't even G-G-P-L. remember all the inside jokes anymore.
2: Man, yeah. it pains me we don't that no one... Come on, fans. Somebody take the time. <laughs> go through 400-some episodes. Because this would be very helpful so you all can fact-check us on the stupid mm-hmm. things we say all the time. Because I know Whoa. we've made counter-arguments for things we're going to make arguments for on this oh, sure. episode and later in this episode. And if there was a quality searchable wiki, uh, somebody could just... Go Certainly. quickly and call us on it and uh, show us S- what our problem is.
0: Certainly the biggest uh, in-depth article on that wiki would be contradictions, uh, the contradictions page, <laughs> oh uh, where God. Tim has said something and then said something else a few episodes later or whenever. Uh,
1: yeah, well, there's contradictions and then also just inaccuracies and, and facts. Um, <clears throat> it's at this point that we should probably have Simon Geschke as our correspondent <laughs> um, say something about, you know, disclaimer, that all opinions are not opinion, you know, or whatever, like something along the lines of, yeah, well, I mean, like, why are you listening to this podcast? You're doing it to yourself, you know, make sure you email them to let them know
0: I, uh, how wrong they are. I try to come up with bits for uh, our our first on the scene reporter ever on this podcast, Luke Warm, uh, to come mm-hmm. back with a segment. But I feel like since that was like episode, I don't know, 80 or 90 or something like that, that. Nobody even knows who Luke is. He's been lost to the annals of time. Yeah. uh, Well, we should just get the intern on it. Maybe. Yeah, maybe we'll get the intern on that.
1: I forgot the intern's name.
0: The Um, the intern's name was Mark because somebody emailed Spencer, Tim, and Mark. (laughs) (laughs)
1: That's right. All right. Well, there you go. Let's uh, keep reliving the past. Uh, You know, I got to say, it has been a lot of fun um, doing this with you guys uh, for the last, I don't know. 20 years that we've been together talking about bikes i think i started as a courier right around 2003 ish mm-hmm. sure and um yeah so the conversation's been going on from what was daily to now just weekly so uh yeah there you go and you know what you we're go. just as correct as we were back in 2003 when i really loved the Ram cycling team
2: oh take biggest a good, fan yeah good throwback
1: and with that let's get back to the show
2: from uh, a Rick Lions, and
3: I
1: don't listen to the podcast. All right, guys, here we are once again at the Slow Ride Podcast email bag. You can always email us at theslowridepodcast at gmail.com, where all of your emails are gratefully received. Uh, I want to give a quick shout out to a uh, friend of the pa- pod, Matt, for hooking us up with Simon Geshka. And uh, Looking forward to uh, getting him on the air for some uh, interviews, and hopefully he will uh, remember who we are the next time uh, <laughs> we, uh, we talk. Um, but yeah, th- thanks, thanks again um, for that. So let's get right into it. Um, a couple weeks ago, you guys did a great job of talking to Justin, our friend in Savannah, about his, um, his efforts at the old uh, bike swap. So he did check back in, uh, writing to the pod, reinventing... In foreign acquisitions, apologies for the long delay in updating you on my swap meet. I brought home 90% of what I planned to sell and potentially, maybe, Mm. possibly bought a trainer, a set of handlebars, a saddle, and a backpack. Well, the backpack was free and perfectly fits a snack, a sippy cup, and two stuffed bears. I did sell some stuff, though. So like the great philosopher Bobby Schmurter once wrote, I get that money back and spend it on the same thing. I took my proceeds from the swap meet to put a deposit on the true dream, a custom bike built in Peru. What did I buy? Titanium? (laughs) No, I'm only 35. Something modern (laughs) and sleek? No, I'm stupid. I bought a custom built steel, single speed, specific cyclocross frame with rim brakes. I wanted a pretty traditional frame, which is hard to find these days. Steep angles, high bottom brackets, and a level top tube. Uh-huh. Here's where it gets weird, though. I had it built for a clearance of up to two-inch tires. Sure, I'll raise some cross on it, but I also want to throw some mountain bike tires on and shred the world-class single track in the outdoor destination that is Savannah, Georgia. I bought the frame that I, and no one else in the world, wants. So, slow riders, if you were going to build the exact bike that you want, what would it be? What kind of wackadoo stuff does it have? Chromali yours, Justin. <laughs>
2: Good, good sign off. That's how I'm gonna start signing <laughs> yeah. all my emails.
0: What well, well, okay, Uh this is clearly directed straight to you.
2: Yeah. Uh well it sounds like you do the swap right. I mean no one ever sells more than ten percent of their stuff. That's insane. I if any any bike, I don't even know anymore. I think I've got too many divergent bicycle things I Mm -hmm. like but then at the same time I only ride two of my 11 bikes and I keep looking at my horde and thinking why do I have all these bikes (laughs) Um, I just end up grabbing the same the same two for 99% of my rides so it's a little bonkers I you guys know I like aluminum I've obviously Mm -hmm. like Klein's but um, if I could get, uh, Andre, uh, Sablier to come out of retirement, it seems, and, and weld me up a bike that looks like Fignon's 1991 climby bike with canties. That'd probably be the mm-hmm. the goofball dream. A French road bike with canties.
1: Gross. What kind of threading on that bottom bracket?
2: You know, whatever he's got laying around. Okay. <laughs> I mean, I'll, I'll, like, I can throw a like, fill in it, so it doesn't matter. Whatever.
0: It's like when you walk into a a tattoo parlor, little guy, and and the artist is like, yeah, (laughs) pick something off the wall. And you're like, nah, just do whatever you want.
2: What do you like doing?
0: It's a bold choice.
2: This isn't just about me. I want Mm -hmm. you to enjoy yourself.
0: Roll the dice.
2: What about you guys?
0: Well, uh, Tim's already got his dream bike, I think. So he's Mm -hmm. probably going to wax poetic about his moots for 20 minutes. So we can just skip right over that.
2: I got a side story on that.
1: Tim. I actually have my dream bike is at the bikery right now because I went back and found it. I, You guys, we've talked about this. I bought the Panasonic track bike. I just haven't built it up um, what? to its glory days. So You did? Yeah. yeah so I, I found the red and white uh, gradient track frame. Uh-huh. Yeah. I got um, the gold Chris King headset oh, on it. Uh-huh. Um, but I have not been able to find the gold cranks that I had on there. Do you remember the gold cranks?
0: Yeah, yeah. Like Sagino's. They were somethings.
2: beautiful. Are they seventy
1: fives. Seventy fives, and something
2: like so that. they don't
1: like I. We cannot find them Sagino seventy fives being made at all. So we're gonna go gold campy cranks, and then um, I'm a uh, yeah. So it's happening. So I'm bringing it back, the Panasonic track bike. So, you know, it's the one that got away.
0: That's unfortunate.
1: All right. What about you, Spencer?
0: Uh. I don't know if I have a dream bike anymore because I've, I've unfortunately bought most of them already. <laughs> um, you know, the, the, the dream when you're in your mid twenties racing your bike and, and like, Oh man, I wish I could have this, wish I could have that. You know, when you're, when you're an old man retired from the bike racing scene, uh, <laughs> with, you know, adult incomes and no longer running on the college uh, budget. Um, you know, you you buy all those old bikes, and I've got a lot of them. Yeah, but I think I think if I had to have one silver arrow in the quiver to do everything, it would not be what Justin got at all. But it would be close. It would certainly have gears. I'm not doing anything single speed, but I'm thinking that I'm still because I came into bike racing in the in the early 2000s and through that era. I'm still convinced that titanium is like the future material, the unbreakable forever bike material. So it would clearly be titanium. And I am Mm. of an age in which that makes sense. Mm
2: -hmm.
0: But I think I'd do a geared hard till mountain bike Mm. with a rigid fork that I could swap out if I could get a a suspension fork, uh, if I ended up riding trails a lot, but the rigid fork would allow me to have fun on the trails yeah. Get to work. Get to the coffee shop. Go around town. All that stuff. Not worry about rusting out the bike. All that kind of stuff. I think that's Thai. the silver bullet for me.
2: Tie fork. It's rigid fork is tie because we're in fantasy land. Oh so yeah, yeah yeah, fork. yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. Absol-
0: <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. Um, absolutely. I mean, it's basically the 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 Richie that I have now, just in yeah. titanium.
2: So I don't want to I, I don't want to burst anyone's tie bubbles. You. are you're talking about tie. Tim loves the tie. And yeah.
0: Oh, He'll oh, pro- by the Probably way,
2: get more. I'm on the edge my, of my seat. I, I've just been my, muted for the last five minutes.
0: Yeah. Mine's gonna be a firefly. It's it's not gonna be a okay. A firefly. Not a moots. Absolutely not. Well, I'm not not team moots.
2: I, I, I a couple months ago accidentally signed up for Newsweek like, like story notifications, and I've just never I uh, signed up for them, so they're constantly just sending me stuff about the war in Ukraine, pretty much. <laughs> So it's, it's a depressing newsfeed, but they have been sending me a story and I read the story, but they keep sending me the story the last two days about how the war in Ukraine has uh dire consequences for the uh, American uh, aviation industry's access to titanium. And I got to assume that also applies to the bicycle industry's <laughs> access to, to titanium because one, mo- we don't have ti- a lot of titanium in the United States. Like, uh, and a lot of it comes from Russia and like Ukraine and, and other parts of the world where we don't exactly have the most easy access. So I just want everyone who wants a Thai bike it, to know. I think costs are going to be going up, but also
1: that Newsweek really. I've just smelt down my bike to to show my well, support for the cause.
2: No, you don't have to. But um, it is interesting. As much as Thai is the magic that uh, magic material, it's not like a uh, a resource that's easily accessible i guess is what i'm saying
1: oh man bummer city
2: but definitely yeah, not the, the bike. most Spencer, bummer
1: thing Spencer, of the you war, win. obviously you, you win on the, the the bike to be made um good day slow ride team it's the start of a new season and therefore time to come up with the next great slow ride podcast cycling game i came up with this idea oh. while watching the talladega knights uh movie the scene where Ricky Bobby and Carl Naughton, Cal Naughton Jr. performed the undefeatable shake-and-bake race-winning move got me thinking this can apply to cycling.
0: huh.
1: Imagine okay. the race director of Team Ascana getting on the race radio and ordering the kitchen sink for both Mark Cavendish and C- Cess Bowl to work together so Cav can get his 35th stage win. The post-stage interview would be great with Cav and Cease stating that we threw the kitchen sink at him. Looking back at recent history, we could have Team Sky and Ineos putting the Thomas the Train move on the climbs to alleviate, eliminate everyone from contention. Or Team Movistar using the Spanish Inquisition to ensure all three of their race uh, leaders have no chance of winning. Jumbo Visma could, <laughs> Viz- could have the Vanagon. Jumbo Visma could have the Vanagon for the time when Wout Van Aert to solo to an epic mountain stage or when the team needs him to pull the team leaders to the front. There could be race winning moves unless heralded for much loved riders. There could be taco Tuesday for taco Vanderhorn. Mm-hmm. or the potato gun for Tom scoons as he goes uh. for another King of the mountain Jersey. I'm still workshopping the race winning move for Tom Pitcock for when you get it. Um, he also said the, uh, go, go, go for, uh, Marianne Voss when she takes off, but Anna van Vluten would be right there to uh, go. This does remind me that we did have our very own slow ride podcast, um, code word for the race winning move. Mm-hmm. It was, uh, uh, the, the terminology is actually carried on for dozens of years on all mm-hmm. group rides and in the race. And that was usually me saying something along the lines of Sarah needs the car because mm-hmm. I was the only one with a car getting us to races and Sarah would be waiting for us to get back <laughs> so that she could uh-huh. be a, uh, an adult, um, at the time. So yeah, Sarah needs the car was, was never very successful. Um, I think the next least successful one was, hey, I have a flat, at which I didn't have a flat. Mm -hmm.
2: Um, You always thought you had a flat. Also broccoli. I kind of
1: wished I had a flat, to be perfectly honest. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Did you ever flat? I
1: don't
2: think you ever flat. No, no. But I did did not have
1: down tube shifters, so things were Oh. Oh. (laughs) He's
0: got to keep the, uh, whether it was actually a flat or not, under wraps to keep the mystery alive to keep the legend going but it was a a a fun way to soften up the pack when you're like oh guys bad news i got a flat and you know you drift off a little bit and then you attack hard from behind everyone who's not paying attention anymore it It never really worked out but it it was an interesting move
1: it was it was it was always good um trying for number one little guy your transition game needs work, and not because you used urine to transition to Jumbo. It's because you left the clear solid. opportunity right in front of you slip away. Some might say you pulled a Matthews. Too soon? <laughs> Clearly, <laughs> after this disgusting micture- micturation, you meant that Wout was coming hot, giving everything he had to be number one. But he ended up going number two, and why else would AG2R have brown bibs? Much love, Kevin.
2: Thanks, Kevin. Pretty much fixed
0: you did wrong. Yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's trying to keep it a you know above board family show a little bit. <laughs> yes,
1: that's that's definitely what we are. And one last email this week comes to us from Jake Sorensen. Hey guys, I don't know if you will get into this, but this story this story reads as a defense for Colin Strickland, and it's very strange. It is admittedly written by a buddy of his, and it has my head spinning. Article, if you haven't seen it, please make sense of this. And this is in reference to the outside online story written by, I believe, is it uh, Ian? F- uh, I his last name Field. Um, formerly, uh, not <laughs> no. the gentleman yeah, that was formerly is... of uh, um, Flow TV. Um, and yeah, it's guy. about Colin Strickland, uh, absent- 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 about uh mo wilson and her murder and i read it i don't think you guys did it's 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 ripe for the the tabloids i mean it's yeah the, there's some like kind of like detail provided about some of the um inner workings of the actual case itself um and some of the the timeline but i don't know if you guys read it or some of the feedback that was there but i was uh it, it felt like it was something that should have been on the National Enquirer rather than a, um,
0: I think. Yeah. I, no, I see you, I, I see I you didn't hesitating to say respected magazine, Tim. Uh, yeah. and, and for good reason, because Outside has done a lot to tarnish its brand recently. And this is I, uh, maybe the most egregious, maybe the most and It's Ian Dill. Sorry. Uh, to not have it early. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, just a editorial... Like, I feel like you could tell that they laid off their entire editorial staff, I guess is what I'm There's trying
2: to say. obviously it's, no editor there at all.
0: Well, the, the mechanics
1: of the story was also weird because the end was fairly abrupt in the... Like, reading it, I was kind of like, what did I just read? And then all of a sudden, it just kind of ends. And it was... You know, it's very. I mean, the whole case is sad, and then to have all of that, and I—I I know I read it, but saw seeing it float around, you're kind of like, well, how bad is it? And it's as bad as you think it could be beyond, and you're just like, oh, did this really add anything to the conversation? Um, unfortunately, I probably added to the clicks, and we know how important clicks are. But
2: yeah, that's part of the reason I—I I didn't want to at, at the. I mean, not not teaming you, Tim or something, but I. I read I read the paragraph that everyone was floating around where Ian says that he was Colin's friend and that was enough for me to realize that yeah this is not an article that should have passed the editor's desk so, and it's k- kind of amazing that no one at outside was even there to just be like hey Ian don't write this cuz you might want to be able to get a job.
0: Yeah. You know like no. done. like
2: you're going to look so bad for doing this don't do this. You know what I mean? Like they, they don't even have an editor that could just do that much less. I don't know. It, it kind of boggles the mind that it could get yeah, that man. far.
0: I'm, I'm sorry that dude's your friend. Like that sucks. I, <laughs> I, like if one of you two did something terrible, I would feel bad about it, but I'm not going to try to prevent you from <laughs> being guilty. You know what I mean? Like, sorry. Yeah. Uh, if you did something terrible, th- that's, that's just is what it is and and there's it's not gonna be me uh uh trying to trying to gloss it over or pretend to otherwise uh it's just a wild a wild thing to put in a an actual publication that purports to be uh you know an this, authority in the in the outdoor space like outside. It was
1: it was tabloid esque, but I want to say it was like it was tabloid esque in that how in depth it got into like the the interpersonal relationships between Colin and Chris and Armstrong, um, the uh, mm-hmm. the woman charged with Mo's killing, and then kind of like in the middle of the the love triangle versus, or kind of like in how that was presented as the the focus from the the police department. Um, anyways, I it's there. Um, it was out there. I was a little surprised that the story ran, I guess is, is how I would frame it after reading it. But it was definitely, um, it was something that I would expect out of like, you know, the star or tele tele telegraph, like on the, the news, uh, the checkout Uh, line at the, um, supermarket versus outside magazine, I guess is, 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 is my, my take on it. um, and then that uh, you can always email us at the SoulWritePodcast at gmail.com if you uh, have emails or questions or want to share some links to stories. Um, one of the stories that did come up um, over the week, sadly, is after a, a wonderful eight year run within the cycling apparel space. Um, I want to give a shout out to uh, the folks and creators behind the um, inclusive uh, clothing company Machine for Freedom. Started about eight years ago, and I believe. Four years ago, it was purchased by Specialized um, and continued to run out of LA uh, and kind of report into the Specialized structure. So unfortunately, the brand is no more um, and it's a pretty sweet run. And I got to say like their Instagram and everything about it was was very like making cycling accessible for everybody. Um, Mm -hmm. the rationale behind the closure has to do with a variety of things, but mostly due to, you know, climbing costs, sales, the tough time that's coming ahead, um, in the cycling industry. So, um, shout out to, uh, the folks at machine for freedom.
2: But, uh, so one thing that, one thing that amazes me is the, the special specialized, like obviously specialized fired their whole mark, their whole, like, Marketing department, marketing
0: team, the sustainability team, the PR team. Even if they
2: were, yeah, even if they were going to axe, if even if they were going to axe this this company and this part of of them, they they've they've again like like put just done the dumbest thing of like they do this and they have no good explanation for it. They're just like, hey, we're taking all the things that people like about us and we're getting Mm -hmm. rid of them, and we have no. We have no way to talk about that that doesn't make us seem like jerks. And yeah. so, like,
0: walks like a duck, talks like a duck.
2: A little bit. Well, I think you should. I think I want to say it's great that they they were involved with it and that they and that they put money yeah. behind it, but like, it's I mean, hard to.
1: We don't know why.
2: Especially No, but that's the thing: is they have before. no, they have no, like, they have no, like, how did they not have a talking point to explain why? Because the only rational explanation no, 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 is that no, no, they constantly no, no. do.
1: No, this is where. I'll, I'll, what we don't know is why Specialized had to get involved in the first place, right? So, because well, I'm assuming it's a very Everyone tough thing money. to be a startup. I'm assuming yeah. it's a very tough thing to be a startup, and Specialized wanted um, to support a female-owned brand and to get into a market that was developing. There and specialized, uh, there's your one right From right what there. I yeah. can, from what I can gather, allowed a lot of um, freedom to occur within how Machines for Freedom was run and operated based out of L.A. I'm sure there was, you know, metrics that they had to hit to go with. But when you go to their Instagram page, it's not like everyone is wearing Specialized helmets. There's, like, a full, like, you know what I mean? Like, there's, yeah. it's, a, yeah, it's yeah. a brand that probably had to report in. I'm sure Specialized had to make some, some drastic decisions. But when you're looking at it, like, I think you can separate between the two a little bit here that there's a brand that um, was able to continue on for a while. And I can't imagine what it's like out there in the space right now that and then you throw on the fact that specialize is a massively big company and they probably have their metrics that they gotta hit.
2: No, I I'm not saying there's no there's no possibility and there's no reason people who are even just running the brand could just be like, you know what, I'm tired, I don't wanna I don't wanna do it anymore. <laughs> I'm just I'm just so surprised that like it's it's specialized I mean, getting rid of the things that people like and they're just like oh, we have no comment. We have no explanation that could make this seem like we didn't we, just actually buy a different building yeah. somewhere else and we need a way to pay for it. And I that's what sort of like boggles my mind is like how they how specialized keeps doing things to endure, I, endear themselves to people and then like a couple minutes later they're like oh never mind and then they have no way to be like come out of it as they, they're not coming out of this of being like, hey, we put money into this brand that had a great mission and did yeah. awesome things in the cycling space. And like that wasn't going to be forever, but we did. Instead, they come out of it of like, it's gone. Think of what you may of us. Right. And you're like, thanks, guys. And
0: I, I, I will just add on that the, the founder of Machines for Freedom made a long post about that on her Instagram that pretty much said what little guy just said. <laughs> I did not say anything like what Tim just said. I am mean, not saying there wasn't some truth to the numbers and the metrics and all that, but it sounded more like she got a phone call and was like, "You're done. It's over. Shut the, shutting Which, off the lights."
1: Um, I'm super bummed to hear. I just don't know. Yeah. So I didn't see A that post, but also I'm It just sounded like it came out kind of left
0: of, field. Um kind well, of like uh buying a 14 million dollar building in Colorado when you're based in California. Well, and they're also field. cutting
1: a fair amount of the the staff that they've got. They probably found themselves in a pretty tough spot.
0: I I feel like specialized was always the the, the bad guy in the bike in, in the TSG, in the big bike brands uh world. They were always the bad guy and like Trek was always doing everything right. And they needed to change that story, and they've been doing a really good job over the past, uh, I don't know, decade maybe, um, you know, with their sponsorships and their support of different things. Uh, but like I said earlier, uh, if you walk the walk is one thing, but you also got to talk the talk. And they, they were able to walk the walk because they had enough money, but the second they don't have or don't feel like they have enough money, they're no longer talking the talk at all. Um you know so it's arguable uh, if they were ever doing it for the right reason or just for you know and i don't want to conflate marketing and sales
1: something here i'm like ridiculously bummed because of what the mm-hmm. this brand did and for how it helped change
0: yeah, uh its cycling an important of, brand. the cycling
1: apparel side of the industry and they deserve a ton of credit um to both uh, the founder and the uh, the team behind Machines for freedom and it was great to uh, yeah. Yeah, to yeah. watch I, w- I wish it was continuing Um, but unfortunately it's not,
0: it's interesting to see uh, specialized kind of spiraling and cutting, uh, things and shutting down brands and things. But then in the same week we had giant, uh, (laughs) purchasing a huge stake of stages cycling, which is interesting. Mm -hmm. So they're going to have like their own Zwift, like Zwift couldn't come out with the full bike, uh, setup that they were trying to do. They cut that, uh, and laid a bunch of people off as well. But Giant's investing in uh, stages to get that uh, power meters probably integrated in their bikes going forward, but also the the complete bike, the indoor training bike. Um, so, yeah, I don't think all this total doom and gloom in the bike uh, world, uh, if you're running a business kind of intelligently, that's all.
2: Well, Giant, it's right there in the name, was Giant, like, makes everybody... I mean, Giant's got probably more money than... Anybody else in the bike space? So,
0: probably.
1: I had um, yeah. a little uh, little side story. Uh, you guys may remember at one time there was a bike shop on Como Avenue, right across the street from Como High School, called the Como mm-hmm. Bike Shop, home of the Como Wheelers. It's one of the first bike shops I ever went to. When you used to go into the Como Bike Shop, they had this massive Nelson Veils poster from Winning Magazine, where um, on the track bike coming straight at the uh, the camera rocking one of the coolest kits of all time and helmets the Levi's Raleigh team um with the kind of yeah. the brown yellow uh maroon colorway you see it in uh yep. in our annual rewatch of American Flyers mm-hmm. um the van uh a couple years ago uh, a friend of mine from high school whose father owned the store um named Jack uh Knocked on my uh, asked for my address, and then I came back home like four months later, and there was a tube, a poster tube there. I opened up the poster tube, and he had cut it out from the uh, the wheat pasted uh, plaster. So you can still see the texture on the poster, and I was finally able to go get it um, framed for my uh, Zoom wall. I'm absolutely thrilled. So one of my favorite um, yep. things in the bike world, I've now like that ephemeral uh, feeling when I look at it. It's really cool. So I'm absolutely stoked. And you guys see it over the corner. I'm sure when you see it, you're like, man, Tim used mm-hmm. to be that fast.
0: <laughs> yeah, I always um, think
2: it veils you kind of one in the same.
0: <laughs> yeah, pretty much can't, yes. can't see a difference.
2: No, No, it's a very cool poster. It's a very cool poster. I unfortunately only went to that shop during their closing sale, but I did purchase a pair of used campy Moskva rims. And I I still have, like, those were on Caitlin's track wheels. And then she doesn't have a track bike anymore, so I re-inherited the wheels. And those rims are still going strong. I Mm. bought them for $8 20 years ago, and they're still true. Uh, Camping rooms are the best. It was an it's an amazing, amazing store.
1: Um, yeah. And with that, I think we uh, just crushed another episode of the Slow Ride Podcast. It's fun as always, gentlemen. Um, we'd like to thank all the listeners and supporters of the Wide Angle Podium Network. Head over to wideanglepodium.com to find out more about our selection of shows. We'd like to thank our brand new correspondent, Simon Geschke, for uh, calling in with his application. Um, we'll we'll have to take it back to see if he uh, makes a cut, but feeling he's probably going to do that. You can find us on Twitter and Instagram at the Slow Ride Pod. And with that, this is Tim in Orlando.
2: It's Matt in
1: Minneapolis.
0: And the Suspenser in Massachusetts reminding you to always wave at all your fellow cyclists you see out on the road. The Slow Ride Podcast. Bikes, advice, and rumors straight from the source.
2: Theslowridepodcast.com and on Twitter at the Slow Ride Pod.
1: So, you guys want to talk about this Lance Armstrong thing?
2: On the show? No. (laughs) Not really.
3: (laughs) Yeah, but it's like
1: after the show, no one's listening now.
3: Wow. What an episode. That was amazing when that one person said that thing and then the other person totally like set them straight. Oh man, that was great. I'm gonna have to go back and listen to that again. But hey, since I have your attention now, hello, cyclocross friends, new friends and old friends and soon to be friends. My name's Bill. I host another show on the Wide Angle Podium Podcast Network. It's called Cyclocross Radio And we talk to the biggest stars in cyclocross and even the medium stars in cyclocross and some of the soon-to-be stars in cyclocross. We also have a panel discussion we call the Media Pit with my buddies, Zach and Michael, where we go over all of the new rules that might be coming out and the calendar situations and races that happen. It's a great time. It's a great conversation. We built an amazing community that we want you to be part of. So go to WideAnglePodium.com become a member there. Then go to your favorite podcast app and subscribe to Cyclocross Radio. Do it! Do it now, Cyclocross friends.